on the last episode of Dice Funk. I'm distracting them, and you guys jump them from behind. Is that the idea? We're going for the fast ship, which is the one on the left. The Bullywug, seeing his friend in danger, runs up, takes the dagger from Lavinia's belt, and plunges it through the eye of the gnome she is wrestling with. Okay, well, I'm going to pick up the bellows. I'm going to aim it at the sails. Well, at least we can leave these two on the shore where they're not at a risk of drowning. So what we need is material to make the ship fly. We need someone who knows how to, to outfit the ship. And we need allies and we need money. I know where we can find allies. Our first stop being the Ragged Woods would be the most advantageous for us while we measure the other options along the way. Yes, I come from Calopsia, Drow City, in the Underdark. Is the Underdark at risk of this flooding at all, or...? We are making moves. The 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 rift that I, would, I used to get here is one of those transient things that appears once every few years, every decade or so, and it's hard to control. You teach me your book, I teach you little bit of magic. How's this sound? But uh, if, if you're willing to teach, uh, I'm, I'm willing to learn. So, how much setup do you want to this? Set it up, bruh. <laughs> Set it up, bruh. Alright, so travel scenes are character development scenes. So, as you guys travel on the Lazaretto to the Ragged Woods and the village of Spira, which is your destination, um, a number of days pass. You eat, you sleep, you talk, you argue, you hug. A lot of things happen. <laughs> um, so, we're going to highlight a few of the more important ones. One of them is what's oh, we're building this together lauren what time of day would you say this scene takes place at mid-afternoon mid-afternoon so the sun is out sun is shining mm-hmm. um lavinia is above deck looking out over the ocean are you doing anything in particular um i'm kind of like kicking around dejectedly just like i don't look happy so like kick kicking at the floor like oh shucks yeah exactly gee willikers golly gee Oh, oh, oh dang. gosh, what a pickle I've gotten myself in now. Oh, quite a pickle. As you do, um, you hear the, the slapping, hopping noises of bare frog feet on wooden deck as <laughs> the bullywug only known as Mr. Ribbits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously from the prestigious Ribbits family, the Connecticut Ribbits, um, <laughs> approaches you. He, he, it's hard to read his facial expressions. You feel like you get a general sense of when he's happy, when he's sad. But since the events under Glitter Gold Tower in which he stabbed a gnome in the head and he sprayed you with blood, during that moment, you began to, you began to doubt your connection with him. The way he looked, he turned and looked at you as he buried that knife in the gnome's eye. And the look on his face seemed to say to you, are you proud? I helped. Is this good? 
and you were too busy to respond. And there's been like an awkwardness between you, which has not helped by the language gap. And you've basically have been kind of avoiding each other for the couple of days on this, sh- on this voyage. Okay. So I'm going to sit down like up against like the rail, like, does it have like, like a wooden railing, like ships would? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to sit down like with my back against it and just pat down the spot next to me for him to sit. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. He hops over and, and kind of, kneels down next to you the way frog legs bend uh is different but let's assume it's close enough <laughs> like his knees are like way higher than yours as you're sitting <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna like take his hand mm-hmm. and look at him in the eye and i've pre-drawn a picture mm-hmm. and uh it's with the magic paint so it's basically a cartoon Woo, magic and it's basically showing what happened and then I point at it, and I make a really, like, the, the most exaggeratedly sad face that anyone has ever made. <laughs> the Bullywog seems noticeably upset by this. He he does not like the face you're making. And, like, at this point, he actually, like, turns and looks at you and kind of paws at your loot. I'm going to hand it to him. <laughs> he takes it uh, hesitantly, but then um, kind of, he slaps at the strings a little bit and then hands it back to you. Was he, like, playing, like, a specific order of strings from what you can tell he's never touched an instrument in his life he just like paws at it and hands it back to you and like points at it and points at you okay so i'm just gonna start strumming all right and he's going to he's going to begin to croak in rhythm with your song basically he's trying to harmonize with what you're doing oh my god we're jamming yeah you guys have a little jam session how's this going how does this going in your mind it's going really good. V- Vinny starts to smile more because she's having a good time with Mr. Ribbits. As you guys get into the song, uh, you see, and he direct he basically directs your attention with his hand movements to something he's doing with his hands. He's doing some sort of uh, movements with it, with his hands. Okay, is that like something you think? Is he trying to like indicate that I should copy him? I mean, you can't. I'm because playing. I'm still playing. I have to keep strumming. Okay, but I'm watching. Yeah, you're watching as he's he's doing the frog equivalent of singing along. And he's doing, you recognize, because as a bard, you have magical training. Right. Your magic comes from your songs, from your instruments. But you do recognize uh, somatic hand gestures is what they're called in Dungeons & Dragons. They're basically a component of a spell. And as the song picks up, he's basically using the rhythm and the tempo of the song to teach you these movements. Okay. So you guys, you guys are playing together and he's using it as kind of like... Like the way Sesame Street teaches kids <laughs> stuff through the magic of song. Like, left hand, two fingers, left hand, two fingers. <laughs> like he's doing he's doing a little song, but like non-verbally. Okay. So so I can, assuming as, you know, a musician, I can pick up, I can translate his hand movements into like chords and shit? Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Okay. So I'm going to start doing that. I mean, I'm I'm basically freestyling. The, the what we're trying to get at here, from a game perspective, is uh, instead of awarding people arbitrary experience points and then them getting new abilities from nothing, we're going to be using these uh, character development scenes during travel to explain how you guys get new powers. So basically, this scene is the Bullywug teaching you the spells you get for being a level two bard. Okay. And he's using his wizard knowledge combined with your musical expertise. To make this moment happen between the two of you. Okay, so I'm going to start playing the corresponding song that I guess make the spell happen. Yeah, he's like conducting you. and Because like remember, this is D&D, so everything is magic, right. right? So you can kind of feel the rhythm 
the what <laughs> there's actually like D D terms for this the like the way magic comes from and like i won't i won't bore you with like lore details of the way that magic is summoned from the i think it's called like the weave what is it let me i have a book right here <laughs> Yeah, I was right. It's called the weave. Okay. It's like the magical energies of the world. And you guys are kind of communicating through it in a very limited way, in the best you can, as kindred souls in this moment. <laughs> That's so cute. And so as you become a level two bard, as your your trials have made you a stronger, more resilient adventurer, uh, he teaches you the spell Comprehend Languages. Yay! And the, the Zelda fanfare plays, and you hold the, the sheet music above your head. Da, 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 da. And now you know comprehend languages. All right. And that is a ritual, so I'm going to just do it right now. Can I do that? Yeah. Uh, basically, you play back the song. The song doesn't have a name. I guess it's the comprehend languages song. You can call it like anything you want, though. The Mr. Ribbit's Jam Sesh. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Make New Friends song. Yeah. The... <laughs> or the Friendship song or some shit. Oh, the Friendship song. That's your number one hit. Yeah. When uh, Lavinia goes back to her recording artist <laughs> <laughs> days. Uh, but yeah, you play this song uh, as a ritual, ritual magic, and there's a swirl of magic around you. It envelops you. It's like a, it's a beautiful Disney-esque ballroom dance between you and this frog <laughs> as you weave magic around the two of you. And the way that Comprehend Languages works is that any spoken language directed at you within the next... It was an hour. Within the next hour, the magic that you have suffused yourself with will rip the literal meaning from the sounds made and translate that into your brain. So he is still croaking, and you can still hear that, like, there's still, like, that's still audible in the air, but your brain is receiving the meaning and the same happens reverse. You're speaking common, but his froggy brain is going to get that in a manner that makes makes sense to him. But it's the literal meaning. So he's not, neither of you are going to understand idioms or metaphor all that well. Right. And also, I'm not going to do a funny voice as much as I would like to because you're just getting a cold, dry, magically induced Microsoft Sam version. <laughs> <laughs> Which you remember may remember from the first episode when Violet tried to speak to him and he used a staff to translate and it was like... You will make me many fortunes. Yeah. So that magic has suffused both of you. Okay. Is this thing on? <laughs> on what? Oh, that's true. Idioms, yo. The magic is around us. Can Can you understand me? I'm I'm receiving your message. Understanding is only gained <laughs> through wisdom and reflection. Ah, oh, true. Um, what what is your name? I can't keep calling you Mr. Ribbits unless you want me to keep calling you Mr. Ribbits, and then I will gladly do so. Uh, when you ask him what his name is, he ribbits in response, and you only hear a ribbit, and then he says, my name is not pronounceable with human vocal cords, and it does not directly translate, but my human friends call me Ziggy. Z-I-G-G-Y. Oh, that's so cute. And when you, he croaks his name again, you kind of see how they got it from that. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like a, a, someone badly trying to pronounce the way he croaks Aww. his name. Oh, Ziggy. Okay, so... He, say, he says, what is your name? My name is Lavinia, but my friends call me Vinny, if you can say that. He croaks in the closest approximation of that he can. It doesn't really sound like Lavinia, but you like you get Aww, it. Oh, he tried. He tried. He did his best. It's like someone trying to bark a dog's name. Like, spot! <laughs> so, Ziggy, 
I think we're friends, but we should talk about the gnomes. Are we friends? I was unsure how to interpret your behavior. It seemed as though you were attempting to perform a bullywug mating ritual, but the signals were slightly mixed. Um, f- friends, yes, but, you know, I don't know about mating rituals. I thought it was a little early, personally. F- friends is cool. Friends works for me. Are you, do you think we're friends? We haven't known each other for long, but I saved you. You saved me from the sea creature with your mushrooms. The saving. The saving of me. Can we talk about that? If you would like. It seemed to bring you displeasure that I saved you. It's not that you saved me. I really appreciate that a lot. I, I'm very thankful. I just don't like violence. But you carry a whip with spines. Do you use that for something other than violence? Only defensively. But I I understand. You were defending me. I just... I saw you cast a dark magic on the gnome. You racked his brain with unfathomable horrors. Oh, oh gosh. You're right. I do not understand. I don't... Uh... Which violence is good? Not... Uh... Okay. If you if you have to hurt people, because it's what has to be done, just try and make it non-lethal? I shall do my best when it is possible. That's all I'm asking. Will I be required to do violence again? I'm not sure where we're going or why. I'm just following along because I don't, I don't know where we are or where else there is to go. And the unicorn's horn is the most valuable thing on the plane. So I, I follow where it goes. Well, that's pr- that's not good. Violet is a friend, too. She's saved us before. Her generosity will not feed any bullywug families. Her horn will. Well, well, we'll talk about that part later. But I might as well just let you in on the plan. So we stole this ship, right? I helped. You did, you did, you did help. That's for sure. <laughs> and... Now we're going to go try and get it into the air. We, we're going back to my home village first. We're headed to the Ragged Woods. I've never been there. There's a lot of trees. I think you'll like it. I'm not a big fan of trees. Are there fish? Um. Are there large insects? Oh, I feel like there's a lot of bugs in the trees. So. Actually, I think bringing the ship ashore is seems dangerous. It's very valuable. It seems like it would be best to keep several people behind to keep the boat operational and afloat where it can't be stolen while a party goes ashore. Do you not agree? That might not be a bad idea, but I don't know if I want to split everyone up. Perhaps we'll bring it up with the rest of the crew when we get closer. Okay, but we're friends now, right? I believe so. Okay, and you're going to be a little nicer? Can you be more specific? Is there a way which I could be nicer? Uh, less stabby? Uh, I prefer not to stab. I didn't have my staff. Can you get me a new staff? The horse broke my old one. Why did she do that? (laughs) She was upset. Because you kidnapped her, right? We had a disagreement. Because you tried to steal her and cut off her horn. It's true that there was a miscommunication vis-a-vis her freedom. (laughs) We We don't see eye to eye where property and sales are concerned. Correct. Well, just... I would not suggest trying that again. She's very strong. She's very rude, frankly. Oh, she's young. Is she? They all look the same to me. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. 
<laughs> I mean, can you tell Bullywugs apart? How old do you think I am? Okay. You're right. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mr. Ziggy. I almost called you Mr. Ribbits. Please, Mr. Ribbits was my father. No! <laughs> not not true. Damn not it. <laughs> Ziggy Ribbits. Oh, that's such a good name. <laughs> he says he will not object to you calling him Ziggy Ribbits. <laughs> okay, Ziggy Ribbits. I'm glad we cleared some of that up. Kind of. Less violence, killing only when necessary, help, no steel unicorn. Oh, yeah, you got it. You're so smart. And in exchange, you help me, you get me new staff, and you protect me from unicorn. But how do I know you're not... It sounds like you really want to steal that unicorn. How do I know you're not going to use your staff to try and steal the unicorn? That's fair. I'm not going to attempt to argue about whether or not I can be trusted. At this point, all that matters is that there are many more of you than there is of me and my magics are strong but i was defeated by the unicorn alone last time so i don't think it's going to be an issue okay then we've got a deal when we when we reach my village i'll i'll see what i can find staff wise thank you it sounds like the beginning of a partnership and the next chapter in a friendship oh and he does the traditional bullywug handshake equivalent which is he he takes a step forward and just stands on your feet. Oh, okay. This is cool. He just like gets right up in your zone, in your in your pizone. All right. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> For anyone who isn't us, we're constantly amused by the way frogs step all over each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what is happening here. They're so steppy. They always are stepping. They're just sitting on each other all the time. So there's a beautiful shot of the sun between <laughs> and shining through the very small gap between your two bodies as you stand there awkwardly and he stands there confidently. A new friendship formed for the two of you. And then there's a slow fade out <laughs> as our HBO drama moves to the next scene. <laughs> Don Draper has closed the deal. And you are now a level two bard who has comprehend languages as a spell. And you are slightly stronger all around because that is the way Dungeons and Dragons works as a game. Yay! So the next scene, what we're going to move to now, is going to be uh, Violet and Drop. I had a basic idea for this, but feel free to chime in if you guys have any ideas to add on to it. Mm -hmm. uh, what I was picturing was, I mean, Violet has to sleep at some point so she can teach the only other person on the ship, which would be Lavinia, who has vehicle proficiency. Mm -hmm. basically teach her to steer the ship while she's sleeping like nothing fancy but just like hold on to the wheel and make sure we don't hit a rock because i'm gonna go take a nap mm -hmm. so that's basically where it starts and then as violet goes off to maybe blow deck to sleep or something she sees drop uh i don't know meditating stretching doing monk shit and then they have a little conversation which will i mean i don't know exactly how it will go but basically the conversation goal is to discuss drops level two monk powers which he has gained chi so the only new things that Violet gets are she can hit harder and dodge better, which aren't, don't really require narrative explanations, so we don't really need to get into that. But I would like to establish Drop's monk magic as existing before he whips it out and saves the day. <laughs> okay. So um, that's where we are, basically. Okay. Uh, Violet says, you look different. Why? Done. Nailed it. You have, like, no one knows who you're talking to? <laughs> like, hey, Drop! Hey, drop. You look different. Why? 
I gained a level. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Me too. Horse five. I hate you. And then I give um, the unicorn like a big thumbs up as two transams uh, both like jump behind me and then crash into each other, which turns into a big explosion that looks like an electric guitar. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's going to be very strange, I can tell already. <laughs> okay. Violet says, yeah, I'm stronger. I can hit, hit people harder. And then a double rainbow happens behind her and then she goes off to sleep. If this is how you guys are going to do this, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I know, I, 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 we didn't do this before, so I'm like... <laughs> you see, Austin, what I would like to happen is <clears throat> that mm-hmm. when I first decide to use, like, one of my key powers or something like that, we have, like, an mm-hmm. NPC that comes really close to the camera and goes, Oh! Oh my god! He's using a key power! He's accessing some of the very deepest parts of his energy to actually tap into parts of the, the universe that only monks have access to! He can use these powers in one of three ways currently at the power level that he's at! Like, that, I would really like that to happen. So you want to JoJo it? I was giving him the opportunity. All right. Let's say that you come below decks and I'm I'm meditating. All right. Okay. Which is something that, as a monk, I need to do in order to to regain my access to key. So it looks like I'm sitting down, but having a very serious breathe. Okay. All right. Then Violet says, "What you breathing about?" <laughs> Drop sort of opens one eye and kind of looks at Violet a little warily. Hmm. And says, I guess everything and nothing. I'm sort of training to clear my mind. Oh, my mind's usually clear. That's how that works. Because <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> That's the joke. Good jokes. <laughs> Dice funk, nothing but good jokes. I'm, I've always been a little preoccupied, sadly. It, it takes a little bit of effort to actually get my mind off things. Hmm. Yeah, because your life is one tragedy after another. You make it sound like there's a break between the tragedies. Oh, so it's more like a stream of tragedy consciousness? Yeah, that sounds about right. Neat. I mean, that's sad, but I'm glad that I got that, is what I'm trying to say. Good. So I'm going to go sleep, because that is a thing I need, and someone else is steering the thing and pressing all the buttons. So it'll be okay. I I trust you. That's good. I'm warming up to you. We'll get there. <laughs> then then Violet goes and finds a place to sleep. On Violet's way out, I say, "You're looking pretty swollen now, by the way." <laughs> yeah, I have new powers. <laughs> Let me tell you all about them in great detail. No, I go to sleep. See, you guys really should have listened to the other two because they were so good that the forum exploded in three pages of dis- discussion about just one scene. That's cool. With Elias and Joan. You know, there was a there was there's practically a fan fiction gasm over Elias' scene, if I do say so myself. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I do I do get access to an energy called key now, uh, which comes sort of in points. Every level you get a certain amount of points of key that you can expend to access monk abilities. Uh, the three abilities that I have access to at, at second level are Flurry of Blows, uh, Patient Defense, and Step of the Wind. I also get Unarmed Movement, which means that I, while not wearing armor, uh, which I am not, 
I can move at uh, your your speed increases by ten feet. So I can now move it at forty feet, which you may have noticed on my my second level character sheet. Yeah, so you're cool now. All the character sheets are available on Patreon.com/AustinYorski. So before we move to the next scene, I just wanted to address a couple things mm-hmm. that I saw people talking about. One is that like the food and water situation on the on the boat, mm-hmm. uh, making food and water is actually a super easy spell. So let's we can just say that like Joan is going to keep you all from starving to death and or dehydrating to death like that's pretty easy there's also a spell i swear to god this is real where she can like clean your stuff so you're like not all disgusting sweat monsters at all times like she can just wave a finger and your your laundry is done i believe presentation does that as one of its functions yeah yeah so i don't know it probably it would never come up but i've seen people like joking about like oh what are they gonna you know do about that stuff and it's like let's just assume it's taken care of um, the other thing is, I'm super mad no one got my joke, or I haven't seen anyone get it last episode, when the frog bought, brought Violet a naval uniform and the Napoleon hat, uh, and she put it on her horn. That hat is called a bicorn. Oh, god damn it! I put a bicorn on a unicorn, and no one... Fuck you. I... Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to acknowledge that that was a super dope <laughs> That's joke. That's really well, good. Well, I, I, guess you, I guess you can stop being a tricorn right now, so... A try hard corn. All the best jokes are explained later. <laughs> but no one got it, so it doesn't matter. Right. I, I think actually all the best jokes are explained immediately. That's. <laughs> I was being super sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then everyone was saying that in the farms that uh, bullywugs had to get wet all the time, so we're just going to assume that. That might be for an, an older oh, book. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't remember seeing that in the fifth edition. And even if it was, like, yeah, there's a spell called Create Water. It's like a level one spell. It's literally no big deal. And even then, uh, GM Fiat allows for a lot of leverage when it comes to how things are done in the game. So Yeah, I could just say Bullywugs in my universe don't. But, yeah. it's. I mean, I like that people are thinking about that. I've seen a lot of good theories. That forum, by the way, is in the description on Patreon of every episode, if you guys want to check that out. A lot of cool people doing fun stuff over there. Also porn. Anyway. (laughs) So next scene. I mean, you guys have been on this journey for a while. And up ahead, you can see uh, land. Um, You guys have traveled east to the Ragged Wood. And you can see trees and, you know, forest stuff in the distance. If there's anything you guys want to talk about or strategize before you head out, now is the time. Okay. uh, Vinny's going to cast Comprehend Languages as a ritual so she can bring Ziggs in on this convo. Mm-hmm. And then if I can, Vinny would like to gather everyone. So she's going to go, hey! <laughs> That's really effective. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Vinny? All right. So we're going to go in the woods, right? Ziggy here, by the way, everyone, his name is Ziggy. We're best friends. I can talk to him now. It's great. Anyway, Ziggy suggested that somebody should stay behind with the boat rather than parking it on the beach or whatever that's called so that it like doesn't get stolen or some shit yeah it's if you bring the boat if you dock the boat on shore it will def def definitely be stolen and you will start the campaign over from the beginning (laughs) so uh it seems like it makes the most sense for joan and ziggy to stay behind to work the wheel and bellows respectively and they'll come pick you up while you guys do shore stuff I don't have any particular problems with that. Okay, I trust Ziggs. I can talk to him now, and we have like a whole deal thing going, and we're friends. So I trust Ziggs. And Joan seems really cool, too. So I'm cool with them being in charge for a while while we're adventuring. 
you notice during this whole conversation, Joan is standing on deck. She has her like jacket off and she's holding it above her head like a parasol. Are you okay, Joan? <laughs> uh, Elias will interject. She's a drow. She can't. She shouldn't be out in the sunlight. It actually is painful to be in direct sunlight for her. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know what the fantasy explanation is. I assume out of character, it's like vitamin D related. <laughs> Are you going to be okay to steer the boat, Joan? Uh, I will do my best. Do you know comprehend languages? Can you talk to Ziggy here, or is it going to be really weird for you guys? Uh, we we will make it work. It is pretty simple. If there are bad boats, we steer away. Okay. Hey, hey, Zig, Ziggy, the Zigman. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you are you okay with this plan? It seems safer for me to stay on boat. Okay. And I'll ask my uh, village about a staff for you. Okay. Thank you. Also, if you guys remember, basically, you're looking for uh, materials to make the boat fly. Mm -hmm. You're looking for money, uh, allies, and maybe someone who knows how you can put all of these things together to make your escape. Or at least the information to make that possible. So those are like your basic mission objectives. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I feel comfortable and confident with what's happening. Is everyone else ready to go meet my village? They're really cool. I'm ready. When I leave the ship, I'm no longer captain. So I leave uh, all the thinking to you, starting now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Violet, here's the thing. Um, what? I know, I feel like I've explained this before, but just in case you forgot. Okay. Uh, my, like, village, like, worships Alona. So mm -hmm. you're going to be kind of a big deal. You might get, like, pet a lot. I have a hat. Well, <laughs> uh, no, it might be good if they know. Like, oh. they they love unicorns, like... We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Okay, just don't don't attack anyone because they're petting you. Okay. I'll try, but I get really angry and for no reason. Oh sometimes. my gosh, Violet! If you kill my <laughs> if you kill my family, there is a deep and powerful darkness inside me that sometimes bubbles to the surface in ways <laughs> that cannot be explained by oh mere mortals. Oh my goodness! But okay. Oh dear. Bye, Ziggy. I'll be so cross with you if you kill my entire family. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is normally the part where uh, you guys would all roll history to determine what you know about this place, but mm -hmm. since Lavinia is from here, I can just give that to you. Okay. Give it. Give it. All right. So the Ragged Wood used to be uh, just a woods of a much larger continent. The rest of it is basically sunk uh, beneath the water. So that's all that's left is this kind of wooded area. Like, no one traveled through the woods when it was part of the continent because uh, you were just basically assured to get mugged. The dominant species in the woods is the Kenku, K-E-N-K-U, and they're mm. kind of like bird people. No wings, so they just have their hands, their arms are made up of the same thing that bird legs are. But those, if you know anything about D&D &D lore, they're very like fragile. They're not like super strong, dangerous guys. They're just like thieves and troublemakers. So that was basically their territory. But one time, some humans, for whatever reason, wandered in, found a tree with a great spiraling trunk, which they attributed religious significance to. They started like a small... Alona cult around it and uh, over time more Kenku became integrated into the society because crime is not genetic <laughs> it is a result of a bunch of sociological factors and so that's kind of where Spira started so the basic demographics of the village are mostly human minority Kenku all followers of Alona goddess of the forest and patron of unicorns so that's what's going on there if there's any specific questions feel free to ask um, and you said we were going to hash it out on air, and we were talking about it the other day, about whether or not I have, like, actual family still living. 
Yeah, I asked Lauren what she wanted to do about Lavinia's family. Uh, she said, well, I don't want to have a stereotypical, like, tragic my family died story. I was like, okay. And she said, well, I'll leave the rest to you, which is either immense faith in my storytelling abilities or tremendous and laudable laziness. It's a little bit of both. Awesome. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I definitely have stuff in mind. Okay. But I don't know if it will become relevant. So. Oh my gosh, Vinny has bird friends. She does have bird friends. Um, last thing before you guys you guys pull up, not too sure enough where you can get off and like wade up, like waist high water maybe. Joan pulls out two vials, like small glass vials on chains or not maybe not even chains just like wires basically like fishing lines she's repurposed both of the vials have a small amount of red liquid in them she hands one to elias and puts the other one around her neck and says that they are connected and that when you guys want her to come pick you up just smash yours and hers will glow and she's basically like a little relay she's devised Ooh. very well this will definitely make things easier when coordinating our departure are we like I'm just trying to get a picture of where exactly we are. Are we st- are we now on land? It's up to you. If you guys are ready to go, we can go. Yep. It's there's not an actual proper beach. This is like literally just the edge of a forest which is flooding. Okay. So you guys get off. I if everyone's going to call it the Violet One, I'll call it the Violet One. It is. No, it is. No, I'm going to need more than one person. Okay. Okay, that's two. Is is the Violet One any objections? <laughs> I guess not. No. No. <laughs> You guys disembark the Violet One and wade through the shallow waters up into the the forest, and you are now officially in the ragged wood. I'm gonna wave bye to Ziggy and Joan, and Joan as we're like getting up on land. They wave back. Now, uh, Austin, that's me. This this would also be Elias's second time in the woods, effectively because he was here once before when he ran into Vinny. Yep. So he might recall probably some things about the lay of the land, but we'll we'll let that play out as. We progress further into. It's not. This is not his first time to the tree rodeo, as it were. The tree rodeo is a very good name for this mission. Yes. Um, Spear is not super deep into what's left of the ragged woods, so it's actually not going to be very hard to get there. You guys know where it is. I'm not going to make you do like a bunch of checks. It's basically just a, you know, like a half hour walk or whatever inland from where you are. So if you would like to get going. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything that you guys want to do on the way? I don't want to play your character for you. Lauren, uh, I've been pretty lenient on your herbs and spices. I don't know if you want to stock up on like your KFC original recipe bag. Yeah, um, I guess I should probably roll nature for that to make sure I grab the right shit, right? Yeah, that would be ideal. Okay. Oh, look, that one over there looks like it's probably good for healing. That's my pick an herb <laughs> song. I rolled a 14. Yeah, that's fine. We can say you stock up on some herbs of various kinds. We don't need to be super specific right now. Nice. Like, you don't have an a proficiency with like what's it called like herbalism no so i'm like i'm i'm being very lenient because you're a dryad Thanks. the same way i'm being kind of lenient with Elias's book situation mm-hmm. uh, no one else has really asked for anything like that but mm-hmm. i'm trying to give you guys some some room to play in but uh, you you pick some herbs and stuff we can mark that down in your sheet and you guys are trudging through the woods the ground is it's not quite swampy or bog-ish but it's it's the water table's fucked up right the ground doesn't feel particularly dry is basically it. it feels yeah like it's under it's soaked from underneath in a way that just feels off is it like when you're walking in mud just like not quite mud and then like your feet like stick mm-hmm. and it makes like the weird squishing noise 
Yeah, exactly. This is you can tell this area is sinking and why it was so desperate for them to send Vinny off on her journey with part of their sacred tree. Like this is an imminent disaster. Hey, hey. So what's so so what's up with you and Joan? Um, I'm sorry. What? She gave she gave you a present. She didn't give me a present. Um, that's because she's acting as my mentor at the moment. I suppose. Ew. I guess that's the right term for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's she had to give it to one person, and she just happened to choose me. I don't really think much of it. You are the smartest. That's true. I will say I'm surprised by how fast you've well grown, uh, warmed up to Ziggy. Is it? Yes, Ziggy Ribbits. He told me I could call him that, so that's his name now. Very well. It's just it's a very interesting transition we've gone through with that bullywog given how what he was originally doing with violet over there with how everything kind of panned out then there was that time he stabbed that gnome in the eye oh wait that was yesterday or a few days ago wasn't it we talked about it we talked about it and he okay listen okay (laughs) okay he said he's gonna try to be less violent he was just trying to save me from what he thought was a gnome that was going to kill me and so he stabbed in the eye we had a talk about it he said he's gonna do his best to not use violence unless absolutely necessary and he promised not to kidnap violet because he's scared of her and all the rest of us and i'm gonna get him a staff so that he can help us more oh that's not a good idea i trust him guys i trust him we had a long talk he taught me a spell like we we jammed we had a little jam sesh it Oh. I trust him. Yeah, exactly. You don't jam sesh with people you don't trust. I don't remember Job saying anything like that in his writings, but I'll I'll take your word for Was it. Was Job a bard? No, no. Yeah, so there we go. Leave Ziggy alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, with your passive perception drop, mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're the only one who notices, but you can hear what sound like distant footsteps in the underbrush coming in your direction. A lot. Okay. Um, I'm going to take an opportunity to announce this imminently to the party, and we'll pretend that while they're talking, I've noticed for some time, and I'm like, you guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> yeah? Uh, you yes, guys, drop? You guys. What? Someone's coming. Someone's, someone's are coming. A lot of someone's are coming. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, I hope it's my village. And now I'm going to hide, and I'm going to announce... I'm gonna hide. Okay. Um, can we stealth to hide? Yeah, if you guys are gonna get out of the way and stealth, uh, you can give me stealth rolls. Yeah. Uh, my stealth okay. is bad. Wait, no, it's good. It's almost good. Ten? That's that's a ten for drop. Uh, Leah's rolled a seven. <laughs> Three. Well, the rest of you are really bad at hiding, so I'm gonna not hide, because if it is my village, it would be good if it was the first person they see. I'm usually very good at hiding. So everyone goes try to run behind the same tree, and Violet gets her feet tangled up in some exposed roots because of the deterioration of the soil, and just goes sprawling ass over tea kettle and takes everyone with her. <laughs> it's like a huge, just muddy ball of idiots. Wait, I want to jump over her, and, and I want her to not hit me. Oh, yeah, you you didn't even try to yeah. hide, so you didn't run behind the tree. You just stayed there. So three muddy dorks on the ground, and uh, you just standing there. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, guys, you really fucked that up. Mm. 
I did really average, actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you did average. You got a 10, but a 3 is uh, pretty disastrous. So with your attempts to play this cool, truly and properly scuttled, Lavinia sees uh, up ahead, emerging from behind some bushes and trees and stuff, what appears to be a small squadron of Modron in some sort of like formation around a figure in the middle of them that's walking in her direction. Oh shit, that's not my village. <laughs> Maybe you should have hid. You guys fucked up too bad. I did just fine by the law of averages, thank you very much. Now's not the time for blame, now is the time for, well, at least a plan. Vinny, can Vinny roll, I guess, perception to try and see what the figure in the middle is? Sure, your perception is so bad, like someone could steal your underwear while you're wearing it and you probably wouldn't notice, but go on ahead. I rolled a 17. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Found your underwear. Not this time, underwear thief. (laughs) Yeah, in the middle of the Modron, you guess there's about like 10 Modron, just the small little metal orb men, which you're just now noticing are actually kind of cute. You didn't have a chance before when they were manning the cannons on the Zavala, but now they look kind of cute. In the middle of them is a bipedal canine uh, wearing a coat uh, wrapped in abdomen bandages. Oh, oh. It's Dr. Sherry! Let's kill her. Fucking A, Violet. She's also wearing glasses, which is canon now. Okay. And they're coming your way. Okay, Austin, can I hide somewhere that Violet's not going to mess it up? Like, try and climb up a tree? (laughs) Yeah, sure. All right, what would you like me to roll for that? Acrobatics? Climb a tree? Sure. I want to see where this goes. Ooh. 18, yeah. You extract yourself from the ball of muddy violet and just fucking throw yourself up a tree, crouching tiger hidden dragon style. All right. And you're, on that, you're now in that fucker. I, I would like to, um, like, sort of sidle up next to uh, Lavinia and do, like, sort of like a badass pose to, uh, to possibly scare them when they see us. Um, so I don't know if that's intimidation but I would like to uh, prepare for this the only way I know how. Lavinia and Violet Jojo pose. Yes. It is glorious. Do do the Modron have, like, weapons? Uh, not that you can see. Okay. Intimidation, but I was joking. Violet, if you want to roll intimidation, roll. <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay. Well. Lavinia's going to roll intimidation, too. <laughs> and I got an 11. <laughs> I can only assume that this uh this critical fail for intimidation is like when a boss of a video game level turns around you can immediately see their weak point. Um <laughs> so or however you want to say it, uh Austin. I'm trying to think of something that could possibly actually match how badly you've done this. A three on the stealth and then a one on the intimidation. Like how badly do you have to fuck up? Does she just like fall in the mud again? While trying to pose. Just, like, falls right on her face. I guess, yeah. She tries to look tough. She does, like, oh, yeah. Like, she rears up the way horses do, majestically. But when she comes down, she slips in the mud. <laughs> face first, and her her horn gets stuck in the ground. It ruins the hat. It goes right through the hat and sticks in the ground. And it hurt. she's stuck headfirst into the ground now. Oh, okay. gosh. I'm going to have to roll strength to get out of it. But I guess they're gaining on us or something. Yeah, they're ba- they've seen you. Okay. You've made a display of yourself. So they're just coming up into, like, conversation range. Mm. Okay. Yoo-hoo, Dr. Sherry! Hi! <laughs> Drops up in his fucking tree, just scoping it. Scoping it so right. Shaking his head. 
<laughs> I, we have to we have to sit down and just talk about Violet's thing. Like, how how would you feel about chaotic good, maybe, or just like? No, she's 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 she's. I'm I'm fine with her alignment. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm it's it's more per, we're talking more personality than view of good and evil in the universe here. I know, but like your thing on your character sheet says like compassion above all, yeah. and your response to every situation is like let's kill them. No, her response to one situation has been to attack. She attacked one person once. There was that one time where you told us to butcher the gnomes that had <laughs> surrendered to us after we stole a boat. She was afraid. Alright, um, Elias, during this time frame, he's going to attempt to go over to Lavinia's side as well, and just sort of brush off or kind of work off the mud as well as he can off of his clothes, just sort of grimacing all the while. Yeah, so you guys are ready for conversation. The Modrons get up to you guys. They're like in a formation around Sherry. Mm-hmm. The ones in front part, and Sherry steps forward, and then breaks into like a little run, and runs up and hugs Lavinia. Ah! Hugs! I'm hugging her back. I thought you guys were gone when you fell off the boat. Oh, no, we're, we're really cool, Dr. Sherry. Speaking of the boat, where is it? The Zavala? Yeah, you stole our boat. No, no, no the, the, the glitter gold. Oh, that. My brother's probably dismantled it by now. What? Why? Huh. Well, hold, first of all, how are you, how are you guys, how, how are you guys still alive? Magic. We're, we're great. That's why. I, I I believe it. Good. I'd like to roll strength to get out of the ground, please. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I forgot you're talking face down in the mud. <laughs> right, I know. Right? <laughs> gargling mud, gargling mud. Yeah, she's like, we're great. <laughs> They're a 15. mouthful of earth. Yeah, you yank yourself free and the hat goes flying. Yeah. Because you rip yourself up with such power. Yeah. There's now a dirty ripped hat somewhere in the woods. <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Jeez, where was I even? Vin- Vinny, uh, I came here to pay my uh, respects. I thought you were... You are exceedingly difficult to kill, child. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty convenient that it's hard to kill me, because it seems like people seem to try to kill me a lot. But, you know, it's cool. I'm fine with it. No big deal. Uh, your your village was decidedly not fine with it. They did not let us enter. Oh, oh, well then see, they'll be so happy to hear that I'm alive. And what do you mean us? Who is us besides you and these adorable little robot guys? Oh, these are, these are the Modrons. They help us with, uh, tasks. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm gonna squint suspiciously. She pats one of them on the head. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why'd you steal our ship? Why'd you do that? I, my brother stole your ship. I'm just the doctor. Is your brother the one in the armor? <laughs> No, uh, f- Fox. The goblin? Yeah, the his family raised me. They found me as a pup. Okay, but how come he's a jerk? And you're not? <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a jerk. Is he... He's a thief! He has difficulty expressing himself on the account of he can't talk because there's a sword in his neck. Why is there a sword in his neck? He, there was a bit of a, a domestic dispute among our organizations some time mm. back. Uh, 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 is he here because he's scary? Uh, no, uh, Fox and Lita are up in the ship. Ooh, Lita, is that the dragon person? Allow me to rephrase my question. Why did your brother steal our ship? My brother has it in his head that he can stop what's going on with the with the water if he keeps all the airships here. We're He's dismantling them, and he's trying to return the materials to whence they came. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll work, but I have to stay with him, otherwise things get 
more violent than they already are. Okay, you're just going to hear like literally like the wheels turning in Vinny's head. So so he, he surmises that there is something about getting rid of the airships that will cause the water to stop rising. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've considered that airships were invented about the same time the water started rising. Oh, does it does this campaign have an environmental message? I love it well, already. Well, I um actually one no because I came here while the water was already rising, so I have no idea what it was like prior to that incident. Secondly, I that sounds like a conspiracy that requires way too many hands in motion for it to work effectively, unless there's at least one particularly powerful art mage who's able to do global climatic changes. <laughs> I, I agree. I do not think it will actually work, but family is family, you understand. And what about the families of those that are either killed, harmed, or somehow unable to escape? Preach, Elias. <laughs> He's like, you don't know how to pronounce my name, so... <laughs> <laughs> you say which families are you saying? The family of the gnomes, uh, or other people that are affected by the piracy? Uh, we haven't killed anyone. Um, well, I mean... Well... We've killed you twice now, but I assure you both times were a mistake. Uh, uh, can you tell me about the, the whole killing me the first time thing? Because I don't really remember it very well. Yeah, I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad, honey. Aww. It's uh, I'm sure you all know that the Glitter Gold have some sort of operation out in these woods where they get materials for the ships. We came here trying to put a stop to it, and your village did not take kindly to us, and things got out of hand. And I'm afraid uh, sometimes I just cannot help myself. And uh... Is it because you're a giant pupper? <laughs> uh, she, she laughs, but uh, you see just kind of suddenly her hand go to her chest. Oh, it's because the weird wiggly stuff inside you. <laughs> you say that out loud? Yes. She says, "She says I, I really should be going. Uh, my brother will be worried. He'll come looking, and things will get bad if I do not go. Um, Dr. Sherry, if I ask you a question, will you not tell your brother? Uh, I'm not going to lie to him if he asks me, but I... Well, then I'm not going to ask you the question. Booyah. I respect that. Um... Are, are, so, are the gnomes that were on the ship when you captured it still... Your hostages, prisoners, were they dropped off somewhere? We have an understanding and an arrangement with Calypsia, the Drow Society in the Cascades. We drop all of our cap, our, all our cap, cap, captives, 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 all of our captives there, uh, and they usually sell them back to their families or to glitter gold. They're worth something, but I, uh. they don't hurt anybody, is my understanding. It's weird. Uh, apparently, that they've uh, stopped sacrificing people to Loth. Hmm. Vinny's gonna cross her arms and look disapprovingly. Dr. Sherry, that doesn't seem very nice. It does not seem very nice to make sure our captives are not harmed? No, it doesn't seem very nice to hold them ransom. Or to give them to somebody who will hold them ransom. Why can't you just drop them off at home? Cut, well, I'm pretty sure because if that was the case, they would be attacked on sight and possibly hurt. And you would want that, would you, Dr. Sherry? Exactly. Okay. I don't like it, but okay. I I don't like it either. Like I said, there have been even amongst our group that have been disputes over our methods. Surely, this, surely this operation is larger than just you and your brother and your immediate family and pirates, is it, uh, Doctor Sherry? I mean, there's 
got to be others involved, or is that just where the, the Modrons here come into play? There was four of us, and we stole Modrons to help to do the grunt work of our tasks, but now there are only three. Mm. Hey, Dr. Sherry. That's me. Do you know somebody named Joan? Nah, can't say I do. Do you have a drow friend that is missing a leg? She does not disguise her surprise well at all. <laughs> Are you guys girlfriends? <laughs> Excuse me? I, I, I believe you're asking questions too rapidly there, Vinny. Do you, do you guys know Amber? Is her name Amber? I don't know. She said her name was Joan. She has a cool accent. And, and she has a fake leg. It, it does seem a little bit strange for it to be a coincidence that I know a drow with one leg and you know a drow with one leg. Yeah. So tell me about her. I, I would love to, but I, I really have to be going. Uh, I'm, sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll see each other again. Uh, okay. The Modron are like starting to circle her again. Wait, can I have one of these little robots? They're really cute. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Lita would be most upset if you took one of her Modron. Shh, tell her it got stuck in the mud. <laughs> why, why don't you go to the uh, Temple of Promise? Uh, maybe you can ask the, the priestesses there if you can have one. Um, I don't know if they'd give me one, but okay. Okay. <laughs> the temple is in Mykonos to the west. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, I'm going to like run into a hug. Like leap, Like we're going to leap into each other's arms. <laughs> I mean, she had not planned this with you, so she doesn't do much leaving herself, but she hugs you back. She's very surprised. You can actually feel when you hug her some, like, moisture on on you, and when you pull away, you see there's, like, spots of blood on the bandages on her front. Oh, are you are you, are you still hurt? Uh, I, I will survive as long as anyone, I suppose. Okay. As, as much as any t- anybody has time left. Oh, gosh. And uh, sh- she takes off with the Modron. Not exactly where you guys came from, but in the direction of a shore. And <laughs> Drop is in the tree, like, ready to strike. <laughs> is it time? Presumably, I heard all that. Violet, Violet sort of calls back to Dr. Sher- Sherry and says, Sorry about your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> She, she just shouts over her shoulder, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, it's not an admission of guilt. It's just, you know, I am sorry that it happened. All right. Um, So what do we do now, guys? Well, we're going to go meet my village. All right. Oh, gosh, Violet, they're going to love you. I hope so. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to daintily extract myself mm-hmm. from the tree and try and land near Elias. Yeah. I mean, with how good your uh, role, your acrobatics was for this whole thing, I'm just going to say you do it pretty perfectly. Like, maybe throw in a flip. It's All pretty right. sweet. Okay. Wow, drop that was so dainty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so delicate. Ooh. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a moment after I land to lean into Elias and say, had we ever considered that maybe the water's not rising, but the land is sinking? That's what I was thinking. You just blew my mind i love you guys even so that does not change much of my opinion of the matter in terms of how much of a conspiracy there might be behind this Hmm. but it's certainly a possibility we don't really know how the airships work do we that's why one of your mission objectives is to find someone or something that does they go up 
I do concede that the gnomes aren't trustworthy. That is not at all at, at question here. Of course, the question is who can we trust? Well, it sounds like Joan's been giving us a fake name, so we're going to have to have a conversation with her about that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think she's going to appreciate if she was indeed uh, part of this crew, you effectively letting them know that she's still alive, since that might put her life at risk and might make her untrustful of us. True, but I had a suspicion, and I thought she might have been lying about that, and I was right, so I don't regret it. I, I, I feel like you should. Honestly, Vinny. I should regret it? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> let's just go let's just go to my village. Okay. Anyone wanna ride me? I like that. Oh, I will! <laughs> I will Alright. And I like scoop her up. You guys are fantastic. Alright, so you guys head off towards Spira. Um and you can tell you're getting closer because you start to see just like ragamuffin kids along the road, uh both human and kanku. And first they start to, like, see you. They go wide-eyed and run off in the direction of the village. But then they start coming back, mouths agape and full of wonder. A couple run forward, touch Violet, and then run off again. It seems as if you guys are creating quite a stir before you even get to the village limits. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. Uh, Elias is checking in his uh, back. He has a couple of pieces of paper that have been prepared, and he's just double-checking to make sure they're in good order. Once he confirms that they are, he puts them back and just sort of sighs lightly and follows along with the party. I'm uh, I'm gonna take an opportunity to address Violet here mm-hmm. and say, I sort of get the impression just from the people that we've seen so far that you're going to be a pretty big deal once we get into town, and I I know a little bit about religion. I've done a number of studies, and I spend a good portion of my life inside a monastery, so just a little bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> it's like, smash cut to Prince Ali montage, <laughs> Aladdin style. <laughs> He's being carried down the streets, people throwing gold at his feet. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, But seriously, as you guys approach the edge of the village, you notice there's like no security? There's no guards, there's no, like, anybody patrolling or anything. Lavinia, you think that's kind of weird normally. There's, like, a dude or two outside just, like, ostensibly keeping an eye for, like, a, you know, a roving badger or something that might come into the village. There's, like, nobody. Oh. There are a lot of kids, like, running around. They seem to be, like, gathering en masse now. Do I recognize any of, like, the kids or anything, or are they just, like, village kids? Like, do I know any personally? Um, yeah, I was thinking of the village size about, like, maybe a hundred or so people. Okay. So, like, enough where you at least know everybody's by name, if not, like, you're close, you know? Like, a smallish village. Okay, is there anybody that I see, like, right now that I'm close to, though? Or should I roll, like, a perception, or? You can just tell me. Is there anybody, do you want to see anybody particularly Um, close to you? No, not yet, not yet. All right. So, you guys, like, enter the village, and you're basically greeted by uh, a mob, (laughs) <laughs> there's a small riot of mostly children and ad- adolescents and they have gone from shy and tentative to basically all up on Violet's grill and they're touching her they're petting her they're running their hands through her mane okay Violet says hi I'm Violet Skittles Unicorn one of them goes ah! hey guys look what I found <laughs> uh, Austin mm-hmm. um, the, the people that are approaching the unicorn did, are they all kids um, mostly. I would say, like, there's definitely teenagers and stuff mixed in there. Okay. Can I see any adults? Like, anywhere? 
Sure. I mean, when you look out, you see at the edges, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a couple of adults who are out. They all look, they're like folded arms disapproval, though. Right. They're like looking at this skeptically. Mm-hmm. And very composed. Um, at this point, there's like enough kids where not all of them can get into contact range with Violet. Mm-hmm. So like some of the ones at the outer edge are like grumpy, and then they go over to Elias and they start like pulling at him. They're like, mm-hmm. they notice his eyes, and now a couple of them try to climb up him like a jungle gym. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't. Th- that's a good. He just sort of falls over after, and like two or three kids end up climbing on him. And he's on on the ground. Everyone will have a chance to touch me. <laughs> Vinny's gonna go. Everyone, stop! Oh, they do not listen to you. Oh. I am gonna try and shoot the kids off, Elias. Uh, Johnny. Yeah. Nobody in the history of mankind has ever been more ignored than Drop is right now. <laughs> he may as well be a ghost. What you telling me? I can't shoot a couple of kids. They're so excited. Like Jesus just walked into the Vatican. Roll, roll for initiative, Johnny. <laughs> Roll to start punching kids. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm pretty ripped. I've got a nice strength stat. No, we've established you're like you're chiseled. You're slab beef hard jaw. So I, what? I can't like I can't get a couple of kids off an, an Eladrin. Yeah, I mean, sure you can. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, at least it's just, like this. This is the first time you've seen me. Oh, oh. he's just sort of you know muttering at the fact that. He remembers this the first time he came here, when the kids were excited and sort of eager to try to poke at his eyes and stuff like that, and then he's just, you know. I was at a couple of kids around, Elias start chanting, Elias, Elias, Elias. Yes, yes, it, yes, yes, it's me again. See, you have fans too. <laughs> Violet says, it's bad luck to manhandle children, so I would be careful about who you grab. There's a bunch of adults looking at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you guys are having this conversation, one of the adults kind of pushes their way through the crowd to where Violet and Vinny are and, like, basically gets uh, right up next to Lavinia and, like, does a finger motion, as in, like, get down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Vinny gets down. Violet looks over at, at this person and says, what up, dog? He's <laughs> 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 what up, dog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just gives you a glance. This is, like, a human. He just does not seem particularly amused. And he pulls uh, Lavinia aside and growls may be a strong word, but like rasps in your ear like, the mayor would like to see you. Oh, fuck. Um, can I bring my friends? Yeah. The answer is yes, because they're coming with. <laughs> he just shrugs. Okay, hey guys, follow me. We're going to go see the mayor. Okay. Oh. I don't think he's happy. I, I well, that just, Okay. What's his beef? Well, I don't think I was supposed to come back. His beef is that he is Lavinia's adopted father. Oh, okay. Oh, that too. Fuck. News to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm piecing this out. But basically, this the backstory I work for Lavinia's family is that her biological parents were part of this cult in the early days. They had a kid, and then they decided the religion wasn't for them, and they wanted to start over. So they left, and they left the kid with a Kenku family. Who raised her? Birdmare! Yep. Mayor Moreno. M-O-R-E-N-O. And he is a, a black, like, crow or raven colored birdman. And he is, you know where his, you know, you know where the mayor's building is. So. So we're there. Okay. Yeah, you guys walk over there. Wait, who's a birdman? My dad. The mayor. My papa. 
Is he like literally a bird man or? Yes. Did you miss the Kenku description? I, I, I don't know what that means. What's it? What? The, we, there was, this was literally oh described God. earlier in the session. The Kenku oh is God. basically like an anthropomorphic raven slash crow person. Oh, all right. I would suggest listening to our show, Leon. It's pretty good. Nah. <laughs> Only listen for that one guy. All right. Yeah, he's. I mean, he has the best voice. Yes, for anyone who wasn't quite tuned in, Kenku are the minority in this village. They are bipedal humanoid bird people. They don't have wings at all, and their arms are made of the same material as like bird legs are, mm. like you know that orange or like yellowish hard stuff. So they have like claws and stuff. They um, have a reputation as thieves. But they're not dangerous or hardy fellows. They're basically like fragile pickpockets in D&D lore. But okay. these ones have joined this community. All right. Does Violet know this? If Vinny tells you, it's up to Lauren. Yeah, I, told, to tell I tell her. This. I explained that. Okay. All right, cool. To everyone. All right. You guys go in? Yep. Sure. Yep. I go in majestically. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple of guys standing outside, I guess, guarding. They don't have weapons or anything. They're pretty lackadaisical. And it's not right to call this a mayor's mansion. It's a pretty, it's a village. So it's a pretty uh, modest building, but it is the biggest building you've seen. And you guys basically are way through the door. You walk in, there's a a receptionist. You just, she waves you through. You walk into the office, which is labeled Mayor Moreno. And when you walk in, there is a large crow or raven-colored man-bird <laughs> sitting behind a desk looking quite severe. He has, um, he has like, the way he's dressed is the most formal of anyone you've seen, but it's still, like, Silicon Valley formal, right? It's like someone who works at Google or something. <laughs> mm. He's like, I- I'm in charge, but I'm also your friend, you know? Right, right, right. You guys walk in, and he says, Vinny! Hey, Papa! It is you. You, first of all, I'm so glad that you're safe. Yeah. Second of all, you are in so much trouble. What? I didn't do anything. You? Why? Why did you dress up a horse and bring it back to the it's, village? It's, no, it's a real Papa. It's a real unicorn. She can talk I and everything. I'm a unicorn. Yeah, listen to her. Look at her mane. It's beautiful. And muddy, but you know that's. I can talk. That should be a giveaway. Talking spells are five gold in Mykonos, and the die wouldn't even cost that. Okay. It's actually far more likely that this is a talking... Like, out of character, it's a million times more likely that you're just a talking horse that people have dressed up. You can touch mm. my horn. I mean, I'll let you, but... I, I have no desire to touch your horn, weird horse. Uh... You're kind of pissing me off. Violet, stop! Don't be mean to Papa! I fly into a rage, it's all... Who are your friends, Vinny? Uh, you've met Elias before, right? Remember? Hello again, Elf. And yes, this is Mayor. Drop. He's really cool, too. Drop gives the mayor some finger guns. <laughs> I don't know what those mean, but they looked really cool. Like, <laughs> you seem good. <laughs> I like this guy. And this is Violet Skittles Unicorn. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is Violet. She's a unicorn. And we met on a on the boat that was supposed to take us out of here. Uh, so at this point, I'm just going to say you, you explain the events up to this point to him. Yeah. All right. So like <laughs> there's a montage of like you guys talking without sound. And then it cuts to him with his face in his hands over his desk. And he's just like, what the fuck? What is even going on? Yeah. So we stole a boat. Vinny, you can't. You represent the village. You can't steal a boat. No, but listen. Yes, but but she but but to be fair, she also 
shouldn't be dead, so the fact that she's doing things to stay alive and return home should at least be uh, something. I mean... When that dog came here, we we thought it was just some kind of weird sick joke. I assumed you were long gone. And then I heard you bring this... I This... He just points at Violet into the village, and I just... I, wait until Kay gets home. I, he's, not, he's not even going to believe this. Who's Kay? Uh, his husband? <gasps> yes, Kay Dads! Violet's left eye starts to twitch. Violet! Yeah, sh- for anybody who cares, Sheriff Keenan, K-E-E-N-A-N, would be his husband. Okay. Everyone just calls him Kay. He is also a Kenku, but a cardinal color, Aww. so red and black. Pretty. Oh, no, okay, Papa, listen. Our boat got stolen, and so we were trying to figure out, we met this this lady, that's not important, who she is, <laughs> and we stole a boat, and, I, and if we can get it in the air, I was thinking I could bring the whole village and we could get out of here before everybody dies. You're not you're not going anywhere, young lady. Dad! You're grounded. You're grounded as fuck. You're super grounded. You can't ground me. I'm an adult. <laughs> I I'm, may, may ask a question here, Mayor. Uh, sure. What would it take f- for you to um, accept that this is, in fact, a unicorn? What evidence would you accept? While Elias is saying that, I'm going to wander over to Violet and just kind of, mm-hmm. like, poke the horn with my index finger. Mm-hmm. And then, like, look at the mayor, raise my eyebrows, poke the horn a bit more. <laughs> I'd say after all the stories and stuff, he does believe his daughter, or adopted daughter. Like, I'd say he's just having trouble processing it at this point. It's not so much that you guys need to convince him. Oh, yeah. Although we're going to go into some sort of, like, trial system here. There'd be, like, no. some sort of Phoenix Wright-esque sort of <laughs> trial. Apiary attorney. Where Violet is standing accused of not being a unicorn. And then it turns out that someone else actually murdered the the baker in the village, you know, something like that. <laughs> so, no? Okay. Okay. During this whole conversation, you guys are hearing two things outside. One is just the sound of an encroaching storm mm-hmm. during Elias's level-up vignette. Mm-hmm. Uh, we established that there was one. And uh, also just the people in the village being super rowdy. I just want to establish that as background noise of stuff that is going on. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm going to peek out the window. Mm-hmm. See what's going on with that rowdy crowd. It seems like they, uh, everyone has come together to organize something. Like they're getting like chairs and tables out and like food decorations. It's a unicorn feast. That's actually exactly what it is. Okay, at least it's just sort of like trying to think of something while the while while uh, the father you know punishes the daughter in this case. Yeah, <laughs> Papa. Like, look at how happy everyone is. Uh, listen, I'm just glad that you're safe. We're gonna have we're gonna have to deal with uh, all of the boat stealing later. Why right now? Why don't you go out there and let's just enjoy the festivities and wait for your father to get home. But you are my father. <laughs> you having fun with this, aren't you? <laughs> gay dads, gay dads. <laughs> uh, okay, so um. Violet goes out to see uh, what's going on, because she's curious. Yeah, is everyone leaving the office? Yes. Yeah. All right, as you guys go, um, you walk out the office, Lavinia is the last out the door, and uh, the mayor catches up to her and just pulls her aside and hugs her and just says, I'm, I'm glad you're home. I'm sorry, I'm just worried about the village. 
I hug him back and say, but it's okay. If we can get the boat in the air, we can bring everyone and then we'll all be safe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if it was big enough. He just, he pats you. <laughs> yeah. What do I see outside? People have basically erected an ad hoc unicorn festival. Yes. Yeah, they've everyone has just gotten together, buoyed by the enthusiasm of the younger crowd, and has decided today is a new holiday. It's Violet Miss <laughs> in the village of Spira. Okay. Yeah, it seems like people are taking most of the stuff over to the area where the spiral of Lorelei is, the sacred tree, which, as we have discussed before, has a twisting trunk like unicorn horn, um, spiked vines that hang down from it, and a really colorful, elaborate uh, foliage. How, how large is this tree? I would say pretty large. So like a like a redwood style or like it's larger than a bread box, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm thinking somewhat like a, you guys know about banyan trees that these huge. I do. Mm. No. Yeah, we have them in Florida. It's enough for like the village gathers around under it, and like most everyone's in the shade. I'm I'm gonna run up to the tree itself and like hug the trunk. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can speak to plants. Um, so when like your skin makes contact with it, you feel like a warmth. I miss you too, buddy. <laughs> tree loves you. Yeah, tree love. Everyone's everyone's running up and trying to offer Violet food, and people are trying to touch her incessantly. Uh, Elise is going to lean over to a drop and just whisper, This is probably not going to turn out well. <laughs> Nothing ever does. Dang. So there's a, I mean, there's just basically a party going on. Is there anything anybody wants to do in particular? Violet says, everybody dance. Okay, performance check to have sick dance moves if you're interested. I, I would like to. I would like to as well. How many, how many, how many of them are doing the Ronaldo? Oh wait, none of them are. <laughs> nice. I rolled a 14. <laughs> oh God. How many times can Leon botch in an episode? He got a zero, two minus two. Yeah. He accidentally kicks a kid in the head. Oh, so. God! Violet! <laughs> Aw, the kid starts crying. Violet says, I'm sorry. You, you get a free ride now. Yay! It is, it is unicorn law. <laughs> <laughs> Someone lifts the kid up onto your back. Okay. The music is played by, like, there's a couple of people with instruments and stuff. They're not, like, super good. So at some point, one of them, like, corners Lavinia and is like, song, 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 song. Okay, okay, guys, okay. Everyone gathers around. You're the village's prodigal. All right. <laughs> loot daughter. Drop, drop begins to look around for a mug of ale somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can, monk, can monks drink alcohol? It depends on his order. Oh, that's true. <laughs> If, he, if he's not a teetotaling order, sure. And can I also use my song as an opportunity to just, you know, put a bardic inspiration in somebody's pocket for later? I think it only lasts for a certain time. Oh, does it? It okay. lasts for basically an encounter length scenario, like five minutes. Okay, then never mind. I'm just going to sing anyway. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, I'm going to play you this new song. I wrote it about my new best friend. His name is Ziggy Ribbits. He's really cool, but he couldn't come. He's watching. He, he's He's busy. So I start strumming. So maybe you're gonna be the frog that saves me. And in this box, you're my wonder frog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Oh, shit. <laughs>
Wonder Frog is now a number one Billboard hit all across the Lorelei. Oh shit! I love this campaign. It, it went triple birch, you know. <laughs> Sweet. Because <laughs> they don't have platinum here, because they got no, because they're not rich. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you notice that like everyone seems to be dressed more or less like, if not in rags, then like the closest thing to that, and like all the food is very simple. Like it's like fruits and vegetables they pulled from the forest. This is like a poor village. And you do notice, like, a lot of adults are still giving Lavinia, like, dirty looks. But Drop, if you wanted to find Ale, you you got it. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my presence known as little as possible here. And kind of <laughs> milk the anonymity. Sort of stay on the outskirts of the whole thing and just keep an eye on everything. Make sure that nothing's weird. <laughs> Homer Simpson into a bush. <laughs> Does Vinny notice that there's, like, disapproving looks? Yeah, they're not, they're not making any secret of it. Hey guys, what's wrong? <laughs> Just ev- to everyone? Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the people steps forward and is like, "So, uh, you enjoyed that ticket?" We were attacked by pirates, but we're working on getting a ship that can maybe bring everyone. But I enjoyed it before I got attacked by pirates. <laughs> I'm glad that really helps. That that brings uh all of our silverware back. Guys, I'm. Puts food on the table. Guys, it's really good. guys, I'm working on it. I promise. He doesn't seem especially interested. Look at the unicorn. <laughs> Look at the shiny. It's real. It's a real unicorn. Violet, are you doing anything particularly interesting? Well, yeah. She says I'm a unicorn. I mean, she says that like constantly. I feel Is like she that's prancing a, around. Like that's a more like a passive skill. <laughs> At all times. Yeah. She's, she's uh, basically giving the kid a ride around. She feels bad about the kick. Mm-hmm. See, she is good. With that, like the general, there's a there's a party going on. People are appreciating the unicorn. Some people are happy to see Vinny back. Some people are grumpy. Drop is kind of keeping low key. Is Elias doing anything? Observing. He's uh, taking notes of kind of what's going on and comparing notes about how what the state of village village is now compared to when he first showed up here. Mm-hmm. Um, to his journal notes, and he's progressively becoming a little bit more distressed about just how much worse it is than it was when he was here last time. Yeah, it's definitely deteriorated. Even if they hadn't sold everything to give her a ticket, it's a, like a pretty far out of the way village in a pre-apocalyptic scenario. So like, it's not good. So uh, the last thing that happens uh, while this party is going. And everyone is doing their thing. Uh, drop with your passive perception. You're the first to notice um, what looks to be something on the edge of the village from the direction of the, from the opposite direction that you came in. So deeper mm-hmm. into the forest, essentially. There's something on the ground slowly crawling towards you guys. When you say something, like how big are we talking of something? I mean, if you're going to get close enough to see, then I'll just tell you. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'll make my way there. Still not ruffling any feathers, literally or figuratively. <laughs> yeah, as as you walk over there, you see it is definitely a person mm-hmm. um, who's like trying desperately to crawl. They are leaving a uh, a trail of blood. Oh, I gotta run right up to this person. Yep, and uh, make a medicine check. All right, give it to me. Fourteen. All right. When you run over, you see they're just desperately trying to crawl along the ground, and you see that there's something very wrong with them obviously with your 14 medicine check you see that they have um been impaled through like the abdomen of something and you can see like poking out of the their back so you're you gingerly turn them over and you see what is like a large wooden 
um, almost like a steak, but not man-made, not manufactured. It looks a little more organically formed. Yeah, like a giant splinter. Do we recognize this person? Uh, Drop does not. Okay, Violet walks over. Does Vinny notice what's happening? Well, I mean, Drop was saying he didn't ruffle any feathers on the way over, so if you want to call over people, you can. Um, whose attention can I get without um, causing panic in the village? Not mine. Probably Not mine, mine at most, because I'm the least, I'm the least uh, notable person in the village, uh, aside from you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get Elias over here then. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can wave Elias over without any issue. Yeah. yeah. As Elias walks over, you, I mean, with your 14 medicine check, you can determine that this is basically a mortal wound. Like, this guy is hanging on by a thread, mm-hmm. and he reaches up and grabs you and pulls you down next to him, and he whispers, You gotta help the sheriff. The... Where is he? The trees. And he dies. I wish he'd had specified what trees. <laughs> song is Thunderstruck, an overclocked remix arrangement of Windmill Hut from The Legend of Zelda. Executive producers for July 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Kirsten Haslinger, Ingmar Gremmen, The Cult of Gorfanax, Finch DeJong, King Waza, Allison Ansel, Luke Powers, Tarka, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Silken Guns, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Neil, Melissa Booker, Keith Snyder, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Zenith Will Rule, Exley, Gary Sion, Dash Sean the Rage Monster, Carl, Harrison Andrew, Jade, Paul M., Jorit, Figure Arnston, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dylan, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show directly, you can find me at patreon.com slash you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. And you can find a link to Lauren's Etsy shop on her Twitter account. You can also help us out just by reviewing us on iTunes, subscribing to us on Podbean or YouTube, or leaving a comment wherever you listen to the show.